Hey everyone, this is Let's Get Practical with Daryl Girardier, and today we're talking about the next big area of growth for your church's digital strategy. Let's do this. Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and getting straight to the point. And today we're getting straight to the point about the next big area of growth for your church's digital strategy. You know, recently I've been spending some time thinking through what the areas of growth are going to be for our church's digital strategy. Um, spent some time thinking about the web, about apps, social media, all that stuff. And I, I keep coming back to the fact that I think for most part, for the most part, the web is kind of f- flat in the sense of not a whole lot of new innovation. There'll be always that innovation in terms of like how marketing will work and how things tie to our website. But if you look across the landscape, there's not a whole lot more to innovate in terms of the web because there hasn't been a whole lot of new technologies that have come about on the website that have really, I think, are going to push it forward and make huge leaps by which are going to really affect our strategy. So I really don't see for us a whole lot of innovation that are coming in the immediate in the, in the immediate future. Uh, when I look at apps, I think apps are not too different. Um Basically, most people know how to build a church app or you find companies that do that. And, you know, if you get a good app that integrates with your church database, you can do some pretty good stuff. And if you get a lot of content, like almost, you know, Netflix level type of content, there's other apps that can help you crank out and kind of manage all that content. So there's, there's that kind of area for us. And then when you look at social media, I mean, social media is what it is. You got your Facebook, you got your Instagram, you have Twitter, um, you know, Facebook, whatever that is, you've got all these platforms and They'll do some innovations, but the reality of it is, is there's not a whole lot of like major leaps in where people are consuming stuff and engaging people. In my mind, it's kind of, they've all kind of, they're, they're growing, but they're not these major areas of like where I think for us, the future kind of lies. When I look across the landscape, I see two areas for us that are going to be areas of growth and two areas that I, that we're going to start focusing on. And the first area is, and I believe, by the way, I believe these are areas that I think a lot of churches should, should shift a good portion of their focus to. So let me kind of, let me kind of caveat that and say, that's not just my church. These are what I think a lot of churches should spend their time focusing on. And that first area is YouTube. I'm a big believer in YouTube because that's where a lot of young adults that I talk to, um, even high schoolers that, that, that my, my, my wife interacts with, that's where they're spending a good portion of their time. If they don't find what they want on Netflix, they're typically looking for it on YouTube. So for us, we're spending a lot of our time of figuring out how we craft content for YouTube and how do we push all of our content onto YouTube that we traditionally have always put on Vimeo because Vimeo was you know, you know, the standard de facto, that's where you put your sermons. However, we've realized that, that while Vimeo is great for hosting and archiving that stuff, it's not really great for search and for SEO and all those other type of things. So we are actually in the process of moving our entire, our entire video library. I think it's around like 3000 videos. No, it's actually more than that. It's like 3,500. I think if not a little bit more than that, all of that content we're moving over to YouTube. So we've got a whole slew of team of people right now who are clicking buttons and moving stuff over side note, by the way, moving from Vimeo, your content Vimeo to YouTube, uh, you can do it inside of Vimeo. There's some ways to do that. I can show you how, um, but you can only move so many videos per day till you hit like a rate limit and YouTube says, whoa, slow down. You're putting too much stuff from Vimeo to YouTube, which, you know, we learned that the hard way this week, but no matter what, we're still going to move that content from Vimeo to YouTube. We're going to move all that stuff over because YouTube is a second or third largest search engine, depending on who you talk to. Uh, it, 
It's where people are going to look for stuff, how to stuff. Yes, we're going to have to rethink how we put our content on there. We're going to rethink what content goes on there, but we're going to move our content over there and we're going to treat that like a major content platform that it should be treated as. Not just a place to archive stuff, even though we are archiving stuff there, but we're going to start treating it like a new a, a content platform and really, really hone it in on how we master YouTube and use YouTube uh, to really kind of gain and see some growth in some of the key areas you want to see in terms of digital strategy. The second area we're going to focus on, and this is the area I'm probably most excited about, um, is podcasts. And I'm not, when I say podcasts, I'm not referring to the sermon podcasts, even though we do push that a lot. And that is, we have, I think a really good subscription rate for that. And we are on the iTunes, Spotify, we're on the Amazon echo. We are, we have a skill on Amazon echo. We've, we, we've got a lot of those really cool things. Um, for us, I'm thinking for a quipping type of podcast. Podcasts are going to enhance our current members' experience. So right now we've launched one podcast on disciple making and we're getting ready to launch a second podcast on discipling families. And so that's content that's going to be generated from our ministers. And we're going to create that content and push it out via text messages, emails. We're going to have a bunch of different ways to get the content out. But I'm really excited about this because we're finding for us, this is being a big growth area. We're finding more and more people are saying, yes, I've got 20 minutes in the car on my ride to work, or I'm picking up the kids from school. I've got this, I've got this extra time. I want to spend it doing something worthwhile uh, I can't read, I can't watch a video, but I can definitely listen to something. And so they're choosing to listen to our podcast, which we're really, really, really excited about. And we want to pour more gasoline on that fire, if you will. So that's why for us, podcasts are going to be a huge, huge thing. Now, within that, we know about our team can only manage so much. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to decentralize and democratize how podcasts are done. So that's why we're using a tool called Anchor. .fm. If you're not familiar with Anchor, Anchor is a podcasting host. It's a free podcasting host. In some ways, they kind of are like the YouTube of podcasts. And so the reason why we chose to go with them is obviously one, they're free, but two, they let you actually edit your podcast on your phone, iPad, or even inside the browser. They'll provide you the intro music. You can edit your little clips. You can put it all together, hit publish, and then everything's out the door on Anchor. And so we really kind of like that because we've set ministers up with them. We give them a tutorial on how to use it. Most of them quickly can figure it out. They can even record the podcast on their iPhone, even if the quality's not that great. But we can kind of get them super comfortable with it and then provide them more stuff as we go along. And then guess what? Before you know it, they're off and running and they're creating weekly content that my, my team never has to touch. But I just know that digital content's now going out on these platforms. So for us, this has been a really huge leap for us. And the more people we convince people about podcasts, the more they kind of get why this is so powerful. The other thing with podcasts, why we're excited is not just the fact that People are engaging with this content, but we can take podcasts and then we can slice and dice them and use them a whole bunch of different ways. We can transcribe them, turn them into articles or blog posts, if you will. I can take them and turn them into short clips, post them on Facebook, post them on Instagram, as IG stories. We can do a whole lot of different stuff with podcasts. And this is the only thing about the podcast I like is that my ministers are afraid of being on video. They get much more comfortable behind a mic and they just, nobody's watching them. Nobody knows what they look like. And you know, they didn't have to get dressed up, not worry about lighting and they can just go and just talk and get more comfortable with that. So they really kind of like that format. So there's a lot of things we can do with it. So as you can tell, I'm really pumped about this. And I really think for us, this is the future. Now, one thing I need to say about anchor FM, you'll, if you read about anchor FM, 
and while I like the tool, there are some caveats with that. You need to be careful. Anchor FM is free. And that means at some point they probably will start placing ads on your podcast. They, they also, you gotta be careful how you set it up because if you don't set it up correctly, they'll actually control the actual listing that goes into iTunes versus you doing that yourself. So if you know, if, if you do some searching around, you can find out how to make sure that your actual listing in iTunes, you control it and those type of things. The other thing I, and our plan is going to be, this is we're going to grow these podcasts and these podcasts get big enough. And if anchor starts running ads against it and the podcasts are big enough and we think they uh, validate the need, we'll eventually move them over some sort of paid service, probably buzzsprout, which is what we're currently using to get, to host our, our sermons. We'll probably move them over to something like that, but you just need to be aware of that. That's some of the caveats with anchor. However, so far we really like, like the service. They'll even create the artwork for you of the podcast inside the website as well, using stock photography and a whole bunch of other things. So I have to say we're pretty pleased with, with our experience so far. And so have the ministers who've tried this out. So that's one of the, one of the things we're, we're focusing on in terms of podcasts. So really it boils down to YouTube and podcasts. And I think for most churches, that's where the area of growth is at. I think it's in terms of content creation and then getting that content creation out the door to your people via all the other channels you've got, web, social media, email, text messaging, whatever that looks like. But I really think this is where the growth area is at for equipping your people on the go as they're just moving through their, their daily life, picking the kids up from school, take, you know, driving to work, whatever that is. I really think this is an area of growth for you and your church. And one area that I really think you should focus on in the last half of 2019 and into 2020 as well. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you joined this episode, please give us a rating on iTunes. Also, if you haven't done it yet, subscribe inside of whatever your podcasting app is. If it's the iTunes app, Spotify, or Google Play, whatever that is, hit subscribe. We would love that as well. Until next week, you guys take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.